thank you for standing with us. And we are going to say our vision together uh, at this time. Um, ready? Go. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your glorious love, that for you loved us, you gave your only son for us, and that through him we would be reconciled unto you as your sons and your daughters, and that you are our good, good father. Hallelujah.
We thank you, Lord, that you didn't withhold your best. You gave us Jesus. And we thank you that when he told us that it is more profitable that he go to the Father. Because if he did not return to the Father, then he wouldn't send another, the comforter. And as we sing this next song, if we just realize that we are not singing to a God who is far away and distant, but to he's nearer than our very breath as he inhabits our very spirit. And so this morning, as we get ready to sing to the spirit of the living God, hallelujah. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. When you speak, when you move, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we see. When you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we
What a great price he paid. So you and I can stand here this morning in total praise and worship to him. Amen. What a great price he paid. So you and I can know freedom and we can express and live in that freedom. It's one thing to know that we're free. It's another thing to live free. Amen. We have to have the knowledge of it. And the way to have knowledge of it is to practice it. And so we practice our freedom in Christ. And one way we do that is to be free in our worship to Him. Amen? That's one way that we can do it. We can be totally free. We can lift our hands at the appropriate time when we feel the Spirit of God leading us to do that. We can lift our voice to Him. The Word of God says to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Do you have triumph this morning? Are you triumphant in Him? So we have a voice, hallelujah, a voice of freedom, hallelujah. And we're free to lift that voice to Him in total freedom, amen. No one's stopping us from lifting our voice in thanksgiving and praise to God this morning. The only one who would desire to do that is the enemy. And he can't stop you. Amen? He has no power unless you give it to him. So this morning, let's let him know that he's powerless in our lives by, you know, simply doing something that we do all the time. I don't know anybody who comes to this church who I've never heard talk in all my life. Everyone who comes, I've heard you speak. And so this morning, why don't you let's go vertical this morning. And don't talk to us, but talk to him this morning. Amen. Those of you participating online this morning, let's go vertical. Lift your voice to him. Hallelujah. Tell him how good he is. How good he looks. Amen. Father, we love you. You're so good. We worship you this morning. You deserve it. You've been good to us. You've kept us, Father God. Even when we fell down, you picked us back up. Hallelujah. We thank you for your grace. Even when we should have gotten in trouble, you delivered us. Hallelujah. You kept us from trouble. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for your great grace that's on us today. We thank you for your ability, your strength, your mighty power. Hallelujah. peace of God came and filled our hearts and our minds because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. We thank you. 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 We can't help but thank you this morning. We can't help but be joyful in you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We rejoice in Him. Our salvation, our deliverer, our redeemer, and our soon coming King. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you grateful today? I'm grateful today. You know, on my way in, and I had to put it in my phone, on my way in this morning, I was, uh, before I happened on an individual in the road, who I pray that he lived, um, 
some guy was tying his shoes in the middle of the road today. That was a good place for him to tie his shoes. And so he was at the top of a hill. I almost hit him. And so I'm like, Lord Jesus, help this guy. He's a landscaper. I'm like, you know better than this. <laughs> and so I just pray for him that he lives today. But uh, even he looked at me, and then he went right back down and tied his shoes. I said, oh, Lord, okay. So before that, before I happened on this gentleman, before I happened on him, I was singing to myself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Ever do that? It tells us to do that in the Word of God. And so I was singing to myself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And I've written a few songs in my life, but that doesn't really come easy for me. Uh, I have to really rely on the Spirit of God to do that because I'm not a rhymer. <laughs> and my language is pretty limited, my English. And so it's all, it's all by the Spirit of God. But here's what I got this morning. And it wasn't a song. I said it. I said it in these words. I just said, go forth in his manifold wisdom and sing a song of jubilee, knowing that our God, he goes before us and he's the one who gives us the victory. Amen. So that's a word that I received. I was praying for each of you. On my way in, I was saying, Lord, whoever you send this morning, that you're working in their hearts to prepare them to come to church. Those who are participating online, I was praying for you. And I say, oh, Father, I thank you that they'll sense your presence, that they'll be changed. And then we sang a song about when he walks in the room, you do what only you can do. And then it says, you're changing everything. And I was praying about that this morning. And so as I was going, that's, that's the word I got. Go forth in his man, manifold wisdom. Vast amount of wisdom is available for you just because you ask. So go forth in his manifold wisdom and sing a song of jubilee, knowing that your God, he goes before you and it's him who gives you the victory. Amen? What a word from him. And he'll just encourage you as you minister to him. Amen? And so this morning, whatever your need is, whatever you're facing this morning, whatever it is that you might be going through, he's here. His presence is here. He desires that you have his best in this life. You don't have to wait till you go to heaven to be happy. You don't have to wait till you go to heaven to be prosperous. You don't have to wait till you go to heaven to actually enjoy your life. He wants your days on earth to be like they are in heaven. And he gave you the equipment. He's equipped you and empowered you to have that. You've been resourced, fully resourced to have and enjoy life because you've accepted the abundant life that Jesus provides. Amen? Glory to God. And so whatever your need is, I'm going to tell you again, look up. Don't look this way. Go vertical this morning. Look up and receive it from him. He's the provider of it. It's him. It's him who gives us life. In him we live. In him we move. We don't make a move without him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have the fullness of our being. We are filled with all the fullness of Jesus and his anointing. We've got everything we need 
right on the inside of us. <laughs> Everything we need on the inside of us. If we'll just tap right into it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I ask right now in Jesus' name, you see every need. You see the correct condition. Those in the house and those participating online. I just ask right now, the anointing of the Lord. Hallelujah. The anointing of your grace. Hallelujah. I just ask that you would just manifest yourself. Manifest yourself to each individual in a way that they've not sensed or seen before right now in the name of Jesus. And when you, when you are there, when you approach and they draw near, when you draw near, you change everything. Every circumstance that they're facing right now, I call it to come into divine order in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Those things that are out of order. Those disorders. I speak to you right now. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the blood of Jesus. And I call you to come into order right now. In Jesus' name. We know who the author of disorder and confusion is. And I speak to you. I bind you right now, devil. In the name of Jesus, I let you know you are under our feet and you must heed to the word of the Lord. You must heed right now. You take your place, which is no place. You've been brought to naught in our lives and you have no place and we are children of the living God. You cannot touch us. In Jesus' name, you have no place, no place. We give you no place, no place right now. In Jesus' name, I speak healing and life to your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, I speak provision and peace you be healed and whole nothing missing nothing broken in jesus name in jesus name i speak to your husband right now in the name of jesus in that place where he's standing he's in a very broken place right now i speak to him right now in the name of jesus and we speak a turnaround to him right now in Jesus name I speak to your child right now in the name of Jesus hanging out in darkness but we thank you that light overcomes the darkness and so we speak to the light of God the light of Christ on the inside of you and we say to you arise and shine for the light has come and the glory the glory the glory the glory of the Lord is risen upon you today in Jesus name no more wandering no more wandering in Jesus name in Jesus name <laughs> called chosen appointed and sanctified for such a time 
as this. <laughs> Glory to God. Do you believe he has the power to change? Even the situations they say are hopeless. Even when the doctors say, this is it, there's not much time. The word of God can change anything. The power of God can change it. I saw a testimony today from one of my JMT members, our family members, and they said that uh, they asked us to pray about three days ago for their daughter and son-in-law who was being rushed, flighted. Uh, she was she's being rushed to the hospital via helicopter for COVID symptoms. She was having a hard time breathing. Her husband was also having symptoms not as bad. She stayed with him and they took the daughter and they said when she got there that her chances of living were, were not at all. She, they gave her no chance of living. And they said, you know, prepare and, and all of that. And so she said, I need my prayer warriors to come together because we have faith in the power and in the name of Jesus. And we believe that she's going to live and not die and declare the works of God. And so we came into agreement with her. And she shared on there, she said, it is a divine intervention, a miracle of God. She's breathing on her own. The doctors are amazed at how she's progressing. That's our God. <laughs> That's our God. When we come to him in faith and we believe that he can do the unbelievable, the unattainable, when we believe that he can do the impossible, and that we work in cooperation with him. That's how miracles are made. Amen. Glory to God. We speak miracles to you today. We thank you that you are releasing them, Father God. In the name of Jesus. And we receive. We receive it. You make everything right. You make everything whole and complete. We love you, Father. We love you. And we're so grateful. So grateful to you. We give you thanks and glory and praise. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad we have an opportunity to just take the time and make room for him and let him speak and let him move? Because like they said this morning, when he comes in the room, he changes it. He's changed my life, and I know he's changed yours, and he continues to change us every day. Every day, we're becoming more and more like him as we give ourselves to him. Amen. Glory to God. Why don't you greet the person on your left or right this morning? Those of you watching, I greet you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. everybody so happy to see you um, just a few announcements before we 
um, continue. Um, please remember to pick up a monthly calendar on the table in the foyer. Um, and if you'd like to also follow us on social media sites, you can do so to, do so to stay informed of our most up, um, upcoming events. Um, and yesterday, we had a wonderful time at the Live to Lead um, conference. <laughs> and uh, I think I laughed and I cried and I ate delicious pizza. And it was just a, it was a wonderful time and definitely, um, yeah, definitely a wonderful time. <laughs> um, so next Sunday is Family Sunday. So church members, please remember to wear your Father's House Family sh uh, Church t-shirt. And uh, Pastor Justin will be ministering. Um, he's kind of cute. <laughs> so he'll be here. I'll be paying attention. And, um, and if there's anyone here that is not a member of Father's House Family Church but feels that God is leading you to become one, please see um, Henry. Can you raise your hand? Um, and he can um, give you information on the transformation track. And um, the class is usually held on Saturdays. And at this time, I'm going to ask Mr. Mike to come and share about our very special event. Thank you. All right. Good morning. So next Sunday, we have the trunk or treat immediately following the service. So 2.30 to 4.30 is when we're going to have it outside for the kids to come through and get all their candy because that's what they're coming for. But immediately after the service, we're going to get some pizza so we can set up and relax and not be rushed to put it together. Uh, also, this outreach that we're doing is to try to get the kids in the neighborhood. We uh, last Wednesday and then yesterday's meeting, Pastor asked some tough questions. Some other people asked some very tough questions on how we're reaching our community. This is going to be one of those events where we can reach the kids around us here, where we normally wouldn't get to see them. Um, it's important. Uh, we're going to use candy to bring them in. So if anyone wants to donate more candy, uh, that's why they're coming. That's what they come for. They're not coming to come see me. They're coming to see how much candy I can give to them. So, uh, like I said, we're gonna. There's a sign-up sheet on the back table. Uh, we got about, I think, nine cars right now for the trunk or treat. If anybody else wants to come sign up, uh, let me know. Even if you showed up that Sunday uh, and decided to to put your car in, we're not gonna turn you away. Again, just to make sure it's church appropriate. We want to make sure that it's something that the kids have a different option, something fun for them to do. My kids are excited. Uh, I hope all the other kids are excited. And like I said, stay for the pizza, do the setup. Even if you don't want to put your car in the uh, trunk or treat, you can still stay for the setup, help out. we got a couple people doing that. So thank you again so much. And uh, ZZ's not doing it this year, so we all have a chance to have the best-looking car. All right. Thank you. Good job. I'm just going to rent myself a beard. Put some skin on my head, and I'll look like Mike for Halloween. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. If you're in need of an offering envelope this morning, please go ahead and indicate that by the raise of your hand, and the ushers will serve you. Praise God. I'm going to answer a question this morning in short order, a question that I had for many years. Most believers experience it. I've heard it from believers asking me the same question. And I think we can put it in a nice little neat package this morning, put a bow on it, and settle it once and for all. Amen? Why is it that 
and I used to ask myself this question, you know, you give and you give, you give tithes and offerings, and it doesn't seem like God ever meets his end of the bargain where it says, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Scripture says that he will meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Scripture says that he's a good God, hallelujah, and all good things from, from God come from God, but I'm telling you, there was a period of time where it wasn't so good. didn't look good. Well, we need to answer that question this morning. Why is it? Why is it that so many believers give for so many years and they end up behind the eight ball, it seems like? There is an answer to that question, and you will hear the answer this morning, short and sweet, to the point, and you won't forget why. But I'm going to ask a question before I read one portion of Scripture. What does a threshold and salvation have in common? A threshold and salvation have in common. They both take you out of one place and into another place. Period. They take you out of one place and translate you into another place. If there's a threshold between your kitchen and your bathroom, when you step into your kitchen, you can't do in your kitchen what you would do in your bathroom. It's hard to take a shower and a bath in your kitchen and other things. And you can't do in the bathroom what you can do in the kitchen. You can't do in the bedroom what you do in the living room, so to speak. Every room has a purpose. So we see here in Colossians 1, verse 13, I'm reading it out of the Amplified Classic. It says, the Father, but I'll just say, your Father, my Father, has, past tense, delivered and drawn us to himself. Listen to this next part. Out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So a threshold takes us from one room to the next. Salvation takes us from one kingdom out of one kingdom into another. We cannot do in the kingdom of light. We cannot live in the kingdom of light how we used to live in the kingdom of darkness. Even when it comes to our finances. I can't treat my money now in this kingdom as I did in the kingdom of darkness. You cannot. Once we are translated into the kingdom of light, then we receive sight on how to treat our finances. In the light, you get sight, praise God. In the kingdom of darkness, we didn't have that. So why is it that for so many years, Nancy and I would give, and I'm sure many other believers all around the world give, and give and give and give and end up with less. It's very simple. We have not given our total trust to God in the area of our finances. We trust him for healing. We trust him for salvation. But when it comes to our money, we like to control that. That needs to stop. The day you stop that is the day you get free. Absolutely free in your finances, praise God. Because we cannot operate our finances in the kingdom of light the way we did in the other kingdom, in the other room, so to speak. It does not work. We have to make a complete separation. Surely we need to work. You need to have a good job. But can I give you a clue here? Don't ever trust in that job. Don't trust in that job. That is not your source. 
God is your source. Praise God. Amen? So, you've been translated from one kingdom into another. Don't do like the Israelites. Gee, we had onions back there, and we had this back there. We want to go back. That's what we do. We, we turn back to the kingdom of darkness. We knew that kingdom for so many years. Now we're in a new kingdom, praise God. It's an exciting kingdom. God cannot fail us. Hallelujah. We, we say so often we have the opportunity to give. It's a privilege to give. God gave. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As you see up on the screens this morning, ways of giving. We should all know these by now. Praise God. Those of us in this church and those of you online. How are we doing with the roof? Do we have that? Woo! Look at that. Give yourself a round of applause there. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. All right. I think it's been said by Pastor uh, Maria, Pastor Murphy, that we'd like to see this portion of it done by the end of the year. How much time do we have left? Say plenty. Say plenty. So by the end of this year, we should be able to give $1,702 to cancel this part of the roof payment off, and then we'll just take care of the next one as it comes, praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. Why don't we stand together this morning? Let me stand over here. Praise God. Let's make our declaration of faith once again and say it like it's the first time, like you believe it, praise God. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. Praise God. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on up and release your offerings to the Lord this morning. Pastor Maria will pray over the offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Thank you, thank you. Glory to God. We get to give, amen? And we get gifts and surprises and checks in the mail. Amen? You receiving them? The guy who came to the church yesterday, Paul, he's on the JMT uh, he, he talked about, he came all the way, three hours from the Berkshires to come. I was just so blessed that he came, three hours. And he was telling me that he lived, he lived in Stockton, California. But prior to that, God sent him out on the mission field. He grew up poor, his wife was poor, his whole family was poor. He said God sent him to the mission field so he was even more poor. <laughs> he said he had to believe for everything. He said then God take, took him from the mission field, said it's time to come after years. Moved him to the most expensive place in the world, California. He lived in the valley in California. He said, he then started to, he's like, Lord, because people were like, well, you're off the mission field. You don't need our money anymore. He's like, oh, I got to get a job. So he said, 
the Lord, he started, the Lord started to teach him about prosperity and how gifts and surprises could come in the mail. He said he had no idea about any of that stuff. He said, we started getting rebate checks out of the blue. We didn't know how. He said people were like, God's putting us on your heart, even though you're off the mission. Started to support them again, and now they're doing very well. But he said, we still believe for checks in the mail and supernatural wealth transfer. I said, you're in the right church. And the funny part was, is in Stockton, him and his wife took on a pastoring job as assistant pastors at a church called the Father's House. He said, this is, look at, we're in the Father's House family church right now. I said, I love how God works. Amen. All right, Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to invest in your kingdom. We thank you, Father, that when we invest in your kingdom, there is no risk because we know exactly what to expect. You tell us to expect a harvest on every seed that we sow. And so we thank you, Father, as we're checking our portfolio, all the places that we've given that you've told us to, we receive our increase, we receive multiplication, we receive a return on our investment in the name of Jesus. I thank you that every family represented here is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Thomas. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, we got, uh, where is, let me see. Okay. A couple things. One, I need your help with something. And uh, I know we're missing a few people here this morning, but uh, this is for everybody. So uh, I need your help. When you invite, say you invite Eric and I to your house for dinner, my first time, and we'll gladly take your invitation. Just kidding. But uh, when you invite us to your house, as long as you're serving cake afterwards, uh, if you invite us to your house, it's the first time I've never been to your house before. And so I knock on your door, I show up, and I knock on your door. Do you yell, come on in, and then follow my voice to where I am? Or do you go to the door and you say, hey, come on in, and you show me your beautiful house? And yeah, Well, there's no difference with the church. So here's what I need your help with. Ivan, you can put that screen up. You see this right here? We need some people on our welcome team. When people show up at our door, we don't want them to just walk, walk in and be like, oh, this is nice. And we don't want the same person having to greet week after week after week because it could get tiring. I don't care how much you like to smile and say, good morning, how you doing? We need some greeters. And so all it's, that's required to do this is what you would do in your home. When you open the door, you say, hey, come on in. I'm happy to see you today. A smile. Here, let me help you to find a seat. You know, that's it. That's all is required. You'd have to come a little early before service starts, but that's all that's required to be a greeter. You don't got to know the big words to say or anything like that. A smile and a welcome. I'm so happy to see you today. That's it. And so if you would like to do that, you could see Mr. Mike back there. He can tell you how... <laughs> He's waving. He's, I'm surprised he's not waving two hands. You can see him, and uh, so that way we can give the individuals who are out there week after week some relief. You could do it once a month. Just once a month. you got to come just a half hour early, one time a month. If you think you could do that, you could be that person. See Mr. Mike. He'll get you set up and, and ready to go, and you'll be a blessing and make an impact in this church. Amen? Glory to God. All right, one more thing. So um, I, I want to do something here real quick. 
Uh, those of you watching online, a couple uh, weeks ago, we gave one of these away. This is someone uh, blessed the church with these after mom talked about this book that really helped her develop a consistent prayer life. It really helped her learn about prayer and, and those things and so about the presence of God. And so uh, she uh, mentioned this book and then God laid it on the heart of someone and pressed upon them to sew some copies into this family. So we had a visitor come a couple weeks ago and they went ahead and hijacked one from Mr. Donnie whose hand was up first. But I'm not gonna tell the visitor, no, you can't have the book. I was happy that she was like that. I'm like, good for you girl, come on up. So this one is for Mr. Donnie, okay? All in favor, say aye, okay. <laughs> That's for him, because he should have had it anyway. <laughs> All right. Number two. Ne wait, hold up. So number two, now I have two more for in here. You better think of your strategy as I talk to the online folks. And uh, maybe, Mr. Ivan, you can put, pull up your phone for me real quick. So online people, if you would like a copy of this and you think that this book, now please don't come and get it if you ain't never read a book in your life. If reading is not your thing, then you don't want to participate in this. But if you read, then this is something you want to do. All right, so those of you online, if you would find the book emoji and post it, the first person to post a book emoji will get a copy of the book. All right, that's your way of running up here and getting it, okay? So then for those who are here in the congregation, I'm not going to say much. You know what to do. So if you want it, come and get it. And whoever gets here first gets it. <laughs> I, love it. I love when we fight over things that are related to God. <laughs> They're in the same row. Don't get, don't get in front of me. I love it. Good. Okay. Now, for those, if you want a copy of it, and this is for the one online. Do we have a winner? Yes. Who? Lonnie Costa. Lonnie Costa. Uh, you got a book coming to you, all right? So see me the next time you're here and you get this book. Awesome. It'll be a blessing to you. For those who want it, you can go right on Amazon and get it. And, uh, and, and it's, not, it's not an expensive book, but you can go right online and get it and uh, add it to your library. It's a blessing. Thank you to the individual who does not want to be called out, but we appreciate it, and we thank you for doing that. That's a blessing. What's that? Yeah, they're even fighting over it. I'm sure that makes that person feel really good. <laughs> Almost had to pray for some legs today. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, I enjoyed yesterday for those who were in the house. Thank you for coming, being a part of that. I know people work, people had different things that come, but I, it was so good. I mean, the speakers were phenomenal. And uh, I got a lot from it, and I know I'm hearing from different ones that you do too. And it's not done. We're going to be working on a lot of things uh, that's come out of that. I'm grateful every time we can do that, and we'll continue to invest in our leadership team and the uh, impact team because that's what it's about, impacting, not just in here. Like we said, people don't care what we do in here. We can have a good time, but for all they know, we could be braiding each other's hair. They don't know what we do in here. They don't care what we do in here. They're saying, what are you doing for me? What are you doing for the community? What are you doing for us? And so that's what we're working on. I'm, I'm not satisfied being a church that just comes together and has a good time. I love to worship Jesus. And I, I believe that's a priority in our lives, and we must 
continue to do that and expect his presence like never before. And we're going to continue to do that. But we also have more work to do out there because there's a dying world, dying world out there. And they need him. They need Jesus. They need to come and worship with, with us. Amen. And so uh, I'm grateful that you have the same heart. And I see it. I see it. I know we're all dissatisfied, right? We love this, <laughs> but we're like, what can we do? <laughs> we got to do something. We're out there. And so God's giving us those ideas. And uh, I believe yesterday was the start of something. And our impact, which is our mission to impact communities, you're going to see that come to fruition. Amen? And you're going to be a part of it. So we've been talking about on Sundays, first of all, I know we have a guest in here, and I hate to embarrass people, but please stand for us, my sister, and just give her a hand. She's here all the way from Steubenville, right? Did I say it right? Steubenville, Ohio. God bless you, and thank you for being a part of the service today. She has a wonderful uh, daughter who was with us yesterday. Beautiful. And so uh, if you haven't seen her, check her out after service. She's a sweetheart. Hallelujah. So it's good to see every single one of you. Thank you for coming and being a part, those participating online too. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And uh, we didn't do it last week because we had a special time of honoring dad. I was so glad we got to do that. I hope you enjoyed that. It was a good time. And he enjoyed it. He was surprised, maybe a little upset with us, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you, Kev, for your help there, too, last week. I appreciate you. Uh, so there's a verse of scripture that we've been reading. And you know the drill. I'm going to ask if someone would like to read that verse. Donna, would you like to read that verse for us? <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. Let me get you a mic. See, she didn't hesitate one bit. It's like we planned it. Yeah. Go ahead. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. So this verse is the verse that Paul talks to the church at Corinth about the gifts of the Spirit, and it's the first time he lays them out that way, and we see that there are nine gifts. We've been talking about the different category of gifts. Uh, we did not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before we started on the gift of faith, which is in the category of the power gifts, the gifts we call the power gifts. And these are the gifts that do something. Uh, we did the gifts that say something, that reveal something, and now these are the ones that do something, the power gifts. And we see the gift of faith or special faith in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Donna just read that for us. 
I don't have time to go back and review. We started on this two Wednesdays ago, so you can watch the replay online. But we looked at what special faith isn't. We said it's not saving faith, which is the kind of faith we use to be saved. It's not general faith, which is the kind of faith we all have a measure of, right? We all have the measure of faith. This is not special faith or the gift of faith. We also said that this is not the fruit of faith or faithfulness that we see in Galatians chapter 5. Not the same kind of faith. Special faith or the gift of faith is different. It's a supernatural gift that is distributed to a, a person by the Spirit of God, to a Spirit-filled believer, right? That's, we, that's the prerequisite, a Spirit-filled, because that opens the door. When we are Spirit-filled, it opens the door to the supernatural. And so now we can be supernaturally used by the Spirit of God, and, it, and it's as He wills, right? Donna just read it. He distributes as He wills. And so when the, the gift of uh, this, uh, the gift of faith manifests, uh, a person is empowered to believe the impossible is doable to accomplish what can only happen supernaturally. And it's a supernatural uh, manifestation of the Holy Spirit to receive a miracle, to receive a miracle. Working of miracles is to perform a miracle. It's a doing. This one is a receiving. That's the difference between these two power gifts. And so the person could not do this ordinarily in themselves or in their own ability. God does something supernaturally on their behalf. When the gift of faith operates, whatever is spoken or desired by the individual, individual being used in this gift will happen. It might happen right away, immediately sometimes, or sometimes it may happen over a long period of time. It may take a while, but it will always happen, Amen. always happen, all right? So we said that Satan has a counterfeit, and we talked about witchcraft, so you might want to definitely go back and listen to that. I'm not getting into that today. But we talked about the counterfeit that the devil has uh, for the gift of faith. And so uh, you can go back and listen to that online. The gift of faith is a supernatural gift that works independent of the individual. Unlike the other gifts that require you to say something, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Remember, uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues. It's, it's different than that. Or to perform something, gifts of healings working of miracles. It's different than that. It's an unlimited faith because God, not man, is the door. Amen. He's the door. And so he is the source of its energy. So let's look at some examples of the gift of faith in the word of God. In Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 to 12, we all know this story. But in Exodus chapter 7, let's read that. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Imagine the surprise. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians uh, of Egypt, so also did in their like manner with their enchantments. Imagine Moses and Aaron's prize on that one. Because <laughs> think about it. The people were surprised when their staff turned. Can you imagine Moses and Aaron? Wait, Lord, 
We thought we only had this gift. <laughs> you know, things are going through. They weren't like really spirit filled. You know, they weren't. They, this is just obedient, okay? You told me to drop my staff, but God didn't tell them that he was, they were going to drop their staff too, remember? And so is that the last one I didn't Yeah, 12. For every man threw down his rod and they became serpents. But then look what happened. Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. Now I'd be like, that's our God. <laughs> now they all did it. Again, Satan always has a counterfeit. So Satan did the same thing, right? They threw the enchantments and all that. That happened. But Moses and Aaron are the only one who left with a staff. <laughs> now I want to ask them, and maybe I'll just know this when I get to heaven. Was their staff bigger than what it started with since they had eaten up all the other snakes? Just inquiring minds want to know. And so uh, we see here that they did the same thing. Satan has a counterfeit. But this is the gift of faith. They didn't, all they had to do was put the stick down. They didn't have to do enchantments like the other people did. They didn't, this wasn't something that they had to perform, you know, learn how to change the stick, uh, you know, the contents of it and all. No, it just happened because God said, just obey, throw the stick down, you'll see what happens. And that's what they did. They received that miracle and they received a bigger staff. I, I'm going with that. All right. So that's a manifestation of the gift of faith. Elijah is another example of how the word, uh, we saw how the word of wisdom manifested in his life. Well, let's look and see how it manifested the gift of faith in his life. Um, I'll tell you the story. We'll look there. First, we'll do 1 Kings 17, where he was hiding out in fear for his life. So he was hiding out, remember, when Jezebel and all of them were coming against him. So he was, we'll do that one in a sec, Ivan. And so he was coming and he was uh, pretty afraid. He was hiding in the woods, in, in the forest, whatever. And he uh, needed food. And he just, you know, he was hiding. So God told the ravens to come and bring him food. And he just believed God would take care of him. He didn't have to, like, talk to the birds. He didn't go find a class on how to speak bird language and, okay, I need you to go get me food. Uh, no, he didn't have to do anything. He just believed and God found birds to go make it happen. Gift of faith. Now, uh, have you ever seen a bird bring food to people? No. I've seen one take it from someone. We were at the beach. Kevin probably will remember this. Kevin's favorite food growing up when we were young, when he was young, was blue bag of Doritos. You remember that, <laughs> Tony? <laughs> he liked his brownies and his blue bag of Doritos. So the people in front of us at the beach had their little blue bag of Doritos. Kev must have saw his life flash before his eyes. So they were like eating it, and this bird, you know, the pelican or whatever, kept going near him. And they were like, get, 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 shoo, shoo, shoo. So they put the bag underneath, you know, the blanket or whatever, and they went in the beach. They went in the water. And so we're sitting there, and we see the bird literally come swoop down, untake the thing off, and go in the bag of blue Doritos. Kev must have been crying. Oh, there it goes. Away. The bird took their food. The worst part about it, they come out of the water and now they're looking at us. I'm like telling Kev, do not take the blue bag of Doritos that we have out of your bag. They're going to think it's us. Because they're looking at us like, you took our Doritos, you know, like looking around. And I'm like, oh, you think they're going to believe me if I told them that bird over there took off with your blue bag of Doritos? Now, I've seen a bird take food, but I've never seen it bring food. That's a miracle. They're, they're especially, you know, a raven, that's their stuff. This is mine. 
If you try to get in that bird's way, they're going to like, you know, feathers get all over the place and they'll probably scare you, peck at you. Well, God used a raven to feed him. Then when the brook dried up, when the brook dried up, God said, okay, get up and now go to this place. He didn't have to do much. Just go to the place. He didn't have to, but he believed. He believed. Or otherwise, he would have sat right there. He wouldn't have left. He believed. He told him to go to Zarephath, and, uh, which belongs to Zidon. Uh, and he told them, uh, go there, and, and you're going to find this woman there. I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he got up and went, and he met the woman and asked her for food and water. Like God told him, just ask her. And then let's read that verse, Ivan. She went, oh, I guess I got to tell you a little more. So she said, so she was her, I thought we had the verse before. So she, he said, here, give me, oh, no. I just have like a little flour and a meal. It's for me and my sons. We're going to eat it. Then we're going to die. I'm like, wow, she's very encouraging and very in faith, isn't she? And so she, we're eating it. We're dying. And so he's like, no, no, no. First of all, why don't you go ahead and make me some first? That was an example of the tithe. That's the tithe. Because when you give, you'll always have. When we give it to God, give what belongs to him first. You'll always have. That's another message. All right, so then it says, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, went and made him food first. Because that's unheard of. You know, a lot of times, if that was in this day and age, like if a televangelist did that, can you imagine? He took money. He told the widow woman, the poor widow woman, to go and make for himself first. God is going to curse him. I mean, but God works different than the way we think he does. He works different. He can work any way he wants to work. And so he said, and if we'll listen, we'll... we'll, we'll <laughs> have more than enough, according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. They didn't go without. It was three years that famine lasted, and they had enough to take them through that whole thing. Why? Because she believed. That was the gift of faith and operation in Elijah's life. That's what we see there. And, of course, we said the gifts can work in, they can accompany each other. Wouldn't you say that's a working of miracles to make that oil, that, that, that cake go spread out more? We saw that with Jesus feeding the 5,000, didn't we? Multiplication. And so that's the working of miracles right there. So she did it. The gift of faith, Elijah, uh, he also was a prophet. So remember, uh, they, uh, different gifts will come out in that way too. He gave her a word of wisdom, told her what to do uh, concerning her future, and all of that panned out. It happened. It happened. And so uh, it, it, he functioned in different gifts as a prophet in that day as well. So there's more examples, like in 2 Kings chapter 6, uh, you could read about Elijah and the axe head, which is a pretty cool story. And then Daniel, chapter 6, we see Daniel got to spend the night with the lions. And we see in the morning when they came to get him, uh, he wasn't like, he didn't have to fend them off all night. And when they opened it up, he looked, oh, thank God you're here. No, he was well rested and it said ready to go back to work. They, he, they, they slept. We don't know what happened in there. But he said God shut the mouth of the lions, so they must have, he gave them a spiritual sedative, and they went to sleep, and he slept. Can you, I, I don't know about me, I'd be like, keeping one eye open. <laughs> you know, when there's a spider in my room, I keep one eye open. Now my lions. 
So, but that's the gift of faith. He didn't have to do anything. He did not go to a school to find out how to train lions. He didn't have to exert any effort. God did it for him. Gift of faith. He just believed the gift of faith, made himself available. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They stood in a fire. They didn't have to say, we got to find out how to make fire and not be hot. <laughs> no, they just stood in the fire, but Jesus stood with them. Amen. He stood with them in the fire, and they just believed that he, they, but each one of these individuals, before it happened, he said, and they said what was going to happen. Remember, Daniel said, you can put me in there, nothing's going to happen. I know God's going to protect me. Shadrach, Meshach, we will not bow, and we don't care. You can heat it 20 times hotter. He's going to protect us. We know he's going to protect us. They had faith. They had faith. This was not just regular faith. This is special faith. And when you get yourself into a situation like they did where, you know, people are persecuting you, telling you they're going to take your life, when you're, you make yourself available to God, I can tell you that gift of special faith is going to show up. Because <laughs> he knows you need it for that moment. You receive a miracle. Amen. You receive the miracle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see this gift uh, of, of faith operate in Jesus' life, obviously. He operated in all the gifts. And so we see this in uh, Matthew 29, 19, where he speaks to the fig tree. The disciples see it. They hear him speak to the fig tree. All he did was speak. He didn't throw weed killer on it. He just spoke, right? He spoke. That's it. He spoke because he believed. He spoke, cursed it. There's a whole thing behind that scripture, and we're not going to get into it, but it's a whole thing, and it, it was prophetic very prophetic and so he spoke that fig tree died and the disciples the next day were like look this, the tree died and they saw it later on that evening they they noticed oh yeah it worked yeah it worked but he didn't have to exert any type of effort he just believed he spoke to it he believed and he received that miracle we saw he did the same thing with the storms he spoke to the storms. He did not have to find out whatever China's doing, okay, uh, to change the current temperatures and all that. They, he didn't have to do all that. He just spoke, believed, it happened. Gift of special faith. Now, we also see that he cast out devils. But here's the thing. <laughs> he cast out devils, but we'll see in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 that general faith is also effective in casting out the devil and that's the kind of faith we all have it's not as he wills it's general faith he just he put it in our great commission it says and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues cast out demons so here this is general faith is also effective in casting out devils but jesus also used special faith also discerning of spirits a lot of times you need that when you're going to cast out a devil you need to know what you're dealing with because how would you even know and so a lot of times the person can be i shared the story of uh, lonnie who went to lester sumrall's meeting and there was a pastor that was sitting in the front row with him and he's like what a wonderful man and he just they shared and they had a good time of fellowship and lester sumrall came out and he walked up to the guy and he said come out in Jesus' name, that guy rolled on the floor. <laughs> He's foaming at the mouth. The, the guy was like, I just had a great conversation with him. He had a devil in him. <laughs> and he was right in the front row. And so he had discerning of spirits to know that. Obviously, the guy who was talking to him did not. Because <laughs> he was just thought he was the best guy. He was lying to us. 
But he saw right through that and took care of it, and now the man is, is, is all set, obviously. But uh, general faith is also effective when dealing with the devil. We see in Acts chapter 12, verse 5 and 7, that the gift of faith operated for the believers by the power and strength of an angel as they prayed for Peter, who was in prison. The angel set him free. Uh, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Did I put any more? Or was that the last one that I put? I think that. Okay, yeah. And so uh, he said, there was prayer going up for them. They didn't get together and find out how they could bust Peter, come up with a plan. How can we bust him out of prison? Uh, or maybe we should go talk to someone on his behalf. Uh, you know, maybe there's someone that we could go write letters to. They didn't have to exert any ish effort for this. They prayed, believed. The gift of faith was in operation, and an angel came. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Now he saw the work in the miracles, obviously. <laughs> but the gift of faith is what started that process. Paul and Silas, in Acts chapter 16, they were badly beaten and thrown into jail. Instead of sitting there feeling sorry for themselves and complaining, they sang praises to God. Hallelujah. And you'll see that in verse 25 of Acts chapter 16. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. The gift of faith started to function, and the whole jail began to shake. <laughs> so much so that their chains fell off, and the doors were open, not just for them, but for every prisoner. The Philippian jailer ended up getting saved, he and his whole household. It happened because the gift of faith manifested. Paul and Silas didn't have to work on getting the chains off. They simply began to praise, which obviously they had done this before. This was a way of life for them because they said, all right, we're just going to do, oh, it's the same time we pray usually, let's do it again. But we're in prison. Yep, let's do it and let's do it loud. And so they did it anyway. They believed. When you know that God is taking care of things, you praise. If you know it, you praise. And he does the work. Hallelujah. There's a message in there. If we'll start praising now, we'll praise at the midnight hour. It'll come easier. Hallelujah. Now, there are many more examples in the Bible that you can look at. Remember, we're not doing this series so we can get into debates about people, about the definitions of each of the gifts and that. We're not doing that. We're just doing this to raise our level of awareness and hunger, increase our hunger for the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And it's working for me. Is it working for you? I'm getting hungry for the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The more you talk about it, the more you want to see it. Glory to God. So along with biblical examples, we have a few minutes. I'm going to talk to you about a couple men uh, that we have had in more modern times. There's actually women too. Marie Woodworth Etter is one who had many uh, times where she operated and functioned in the gifts of the Spirit. Catherine Coleman is another one. You can Google both of them. Uh, there's much online about the two of them, about the miracles, the working of miracles, healings, word of wisdom, all of that that they flowed in. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth is another one. You can Google him. He was a man of great faith and power. 
Now, I'll, I'll read you what Lester Summerall said about him. He said, Smith Wigglesworth and his wife met and married at the Salvation Army. He was a plumber by trade, but he worked with his wife in a local mission. His speech was not the best, and he also didn't read. So he did other jobs like collecting the offering or handing out the songbooks while his wife did the preaching. Did you know that about him? <laughs> Interesting. But something big was happening on the inside of him. Every time he prayed for someone, something happened. He demonstrated some amazing feats of faith in his life. In fact, there were at least 14 accounts of people being raised from the dead by him. Some of them occurred while he was still working as a plumber. Tell David. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be in the fivefold ministry to be used by God, even in the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. One night, when he got home from work, he was met at the door by news that his wife had died and that she had been dead for two hours. Smith replied, no, she's not dead. He dropped his lunch pail and tools, walked in the bedroom, pulled her out of bed, stood her up against the wall, called her by her first name and said, I command you to come to me now. Then he backed off and here she came. She lived for a number of years after that. He was a plumber. <laughs> I love God and how he works. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, operating in the gift of faith. Obviously, the raising of dead <laughs> takes supernatural faith. It's not general faith. It takes supernatural faith, inspired by the Spirit of God, but it also takes working of miracles. Isn't it a working of miracle? That's a miracle. To call someone's spirit to come back to them after it's already left. Whoo! That takes great faith and it's working of miracles. It also is the gifts of healings in operation. Because if they were sick before they died and you call them to come, their spirits come back and they comes back, they're going to die immediately again if they're not healed, right? So they got to be healed of whatever it is that caused them to die. So we see it takes, <laughs> it takes the power gifts to raise people from the dead. Glory to God. Yeah, she probably was. A lot of times when you raise someone from the dead, if they were seeing the light, <laughs> they're going to be mad at you. Now, if they were going elsewhere, they'll thank you. But if they were seeing the glorious gates of heaven, they'd be like, what's wrong with you? I was just fine. You're the one that needs prayer. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's a glorious thing. And we hear that all the time. Yeah, I was in heaven and it was glorious. And then I heard John calling my name. You know, <laughs> the husband calling him back. And they're all mad. But you have more time. God said it's not time yet. Yeah, right. And your husband has great faith and wants you here on this earth. He knows he can't do it without you. And so thank God for the ones who do. And so working in miracles, yes, it takes that. Here's something I found interesting that Dad Hagen said. Dad Hagen said the reason the gift of faith doesn't manifest more often is because people aren't using the faith they already have. That's what I said. I typed in my notes, hmm. <laughs> I did. I'll show you. Look. I didn't look at your notes. Look. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's what I said. When I read that, I said, hmm. 
we're not using the measure of faith and not growing in the faith we have. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's why we're not seeing the, great, the gift of faith, because let's use what we got already. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit can help us out with the rest. Amen? One more example, and then we'll close. Howard Carter. He was someone who was used by God and functioned often in the gifts of the Spirit. In fact, a lot of people that are in the body of Christ who are preaching and teaching about the gifts of the Spirit would not even know about it. If he uh, hadn't been in prison, he was a conscientious observer during World War II, I believe it was, so he was imprisoned. And he wrote about the gifts of the Spirit because God taught him while he was there in prison. And so uh, he, uh, he was a, great, a man of great faith, and so he operated in special faith all the time. Uh, he uh, was the president of Hampstead Bible School, and I'm telling you this from Lester Sumrall's book. And he was led to purchase a local congregation, a church building uh, in London, England. He was given 60 days to pay the note. As the days and weeks went by, no money came in. The faculty and students became very concerned. They were nervous, in fact, that the last day or two they found it difficult to eat. They said, except for him, his appetite was great, never changed. And so the night before the floor closure on the property, there was still no funds. But Reverend Carter was a man of faith, and he simply said, God has assured me I will have full payment on schedule. I don't have the money now, but I don't need it till tomorrow. This is how he was thinking. And so the last mail delivery in London was at 9 p.m. As he picked up the mail from the box, he found a large brown envelope, which usually he would get, people would send him clippings of paper, uh, news stories, different things, because they knew he, he, he liked those things. And so he thought that's what it was. So he set it down on the mantle, getting ready for bed. God said, no, 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 go pick that package up. So he went and picked up that package, and he opened it. The Lord told him, open it tonight. He argued for a while, finally surrendered to the urging. When he tore open the package, he found a, a, a bundle of new pound notes, dollar bills, from the bank, exactly the amount that he needed. There was no name or return address on the envelope. The gift was anonymous, and God will often do that for his servants. Reverend Carter didn't jump up and down. He didn't go tell everybody he knew. He put it on the mantle, went to bed, went to sleep. Because he had already received it months ago when he prayed. And so the next morning at breakfast, he told the students and the faculty about the blessing, and he passed around the envelope so they all could see it. Everyone in the room went wild with joy, and they were excited. And he said calmly, I knew it two months ago, and I was sure of it two months ago. I told the Lord I wasn't nervous about it when he would send it. I didn't need it until 11 a.m. on this certain day, and I knew that he would send it. Any time before then was fine. <laughs> Glory to God. That's the gift of special faith <laughs> in manifestation. He didn't have to do anything but just wait and believe. And God brought it to him. If these men and women of God can function in the gifts of the Spirit, so can't we. God is no respecter of persons. And he desires for every Christian to function in the gifts of the Spirit. But I like the little instruction we got in this message Use the faith you have first. Let's exhaust the faith we have first. And thank God for general faith. Thank God for saving faith. Thank God for the fruit of faithfulness that we have on the inside of us. Amen? When the gift of faith manifests, it can bring the faith level up in the church. It can convict the lost, transform, transform lives, bring forth miracles, and bring a level of peace that is supernatural. Amen?
I'm grateful for the gift of faith. Aren't you? Let's stand together. I love how God works. Amen? He's amazing. And he'll work through anyone who makes themselves available to him. So let's tell him, Father, we make ourselves available to you today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the gifts that you've put on the inside of us. We'll use those. Let's start using those. We'll continue to use those. And we thank you as we grow in these things, as we grow in the knowledge of you. We thank you, Father, that we make ourselves available to the Spirit and that he uses us as he desires. Holy Spirit, we let you know, have your way in us every day. Have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to God and his word. Amen. Thank you all for participating this morning. I can sense the spirit of faith on the inside of you. And I know that God has something great for you. Just look to him like his word to us today. He's the one who goes before us and he gives us the victory.